Teachers, I have a question for you. Have you ever had an epic fail as a teacher? Just one of those moments where you are mortified, your face gets really red, under your breath you want to say like, holy shit. Have you ever had one of those moments? Let me let me re-ask that question. How many of those moments have you had? Because I want you to know, if you have made a massive mistake, if you have screwed up, you are absolutely not alone. I'm just going to throw a quick one out there. Recently, it said ass on my board. A-S-S. That's not what I meant to write on the board. It needed to say class. And the C and the L just weren't a part of it. So it said ass on my board. I was trying to write class connections. And it said ass connections on my board. Who walks in? The principal. Cool, 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 cool. Student raises his hand trying to help me out. I thought he says, hey, can I take a picture of your board? And I'm like, why? He said, turn around and look at your board. He wasn't trying to help me. He just wanted to document this teacher fail so he could post it all over the Snapchats and that kind of stuff. He could have been like, yo, Miss G, go ahead and stand in front of the board because the principal's standing right there awkwardly. Nope, nope, just wanted to throw me under the bus. I need you to know that these teacher fail moments are totally normal and we can get stressed about them or we can just embrace them as silly and laugh. And that's what we're going to do in today's episode because a teacher called in to the teacher talk line hotline and left a voicemail sharing two teacher fail moments that are bad. They're, I mean, they're bad. They're real bad. One of them is like, yikes. Like, I cringed when I heard it. And the other one is very relatable because, well, it has happened in my classroom as well. I want to just give you a huge warning. There is not going to be some sort of monumental, huge idea in this episode. Now, I'm going to drop some truth bombs. I'm going to drop some little ideas, of course. But if you want to decompress, if you want to de-stress, if you want to just laugh, because we deserve to do that, this episode is for you. Let's get into it. There is awesome in every single school day. the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. If we aren't laughing every single day, I'm not really sure what we are doing as educators. But if you haven't laughed today, if you haven't gotten the teacher giggles yet today, this episode is going to do it. Because a teacher called in to the hotline, which is 815-780-9505. Again, you can call in. You can leave a voicemail. Have you done it? You should do it. 
The number is 815-780-9505. So this is a message where an educator leaves two epic teacher fail moments. Stressful or silly, you decide. Let's listen in. Hey, Monica, it's Dawn Miller. I am a principal, but when I was a teacher, I taught many grades. When I was a sixth grade teacher, I had a reward system and I had a student that chose to have lunch with me and a friend. So they came to my classroom, we were eating and talking, and there was some time um, and they chose to play charades instead of go outside for recess. And the student stood up and he said, um, and he just stood there and put his hand on top of his head with a, a finger pointing up and said, guess what I am? I had no idea. And so I said, well, give us a hint. And at that time, another teacher friend walked in and he said, you can blow me. And I said, what? What did you just say? And he said, you can blow me. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm a candle, silly. So that was the last time I played charades. And then I have another funny story. It was the um, time I was student teaching, and it was kindergarten. And my cooperating teacher said she was going to run to the office. And a little girl was asking or tugging on my dress and saying, excuse me, excuse me. I said, hold on. you got to wait your turn. Helping another student. And she kept saying, excuse me, excuse me. So I turned and I said, what do you need? And she threw up. And then I threw up. And then the teacher walked in and said, what happened? And I said, she threw up. She said, well, why are there two piles? And I said, I did too. So that was, you know, another fun day. So I hope I made you laugh. Those are two of my fun memories of the 18 years that I've been teaching. And you are awesome. I love following everything that you post on your pages and following your podcast. And I can't wait to have you come to my school sometime. Woof. Woof. Okay charades gone wrong all right maybe I should say charades gone wild you know what I'm saying dang that that would have been a moment now she said at the end and that was the last time I played charades and let me be clear Dawn I I get why you would say never again I cannot possibly tackle that game ever again makes sense totally makes sense um but can we unpack some things that were going well in that in that situation is that you were incentivizing quality time with kids, right? You have the opportunity to have kids in your classroom as a way of saying, hey, let's be connected. Let's celebrate you. Let's play a game. And so that, that we are clapping. All right. We're not critiquing. We are not judging. That is awesome. Um, in fact, I think that is one of the greatest incentives. That is one of the great completely free things. Now, in a lot of ways, it's hard because it's giving up time. But I say this a lot. Time is our hottest commodity. It's often, too, what kids want from us is our undivided attention, our quality time. So kudos to you. Um, I play charades with students as well. And I think that, you know, we just have to have a deck, right? A pre-made deck of things that we are going to predict are school appropriate. But I get it. Candle. That felt school appropriate. 
You know who's really good at creating decks of charade cards? Middle school and high school teachers. Because our minds can predict in 0.2 milliseconds how students are going to turn those naughty. How kids can take a completely innocent thing like a candle and turn it into something like X-rated. Middle school teachers are really good at that. Um, You know. Anything with the word ball in it is going to be no good. We know that. Um, Anything with the word blow in it is not going to go well. So we understand that things can get weird sometimes. So just pre-make a deck. Um, But can I tell you, Dawn, I did this. I pre-made a deck recently. And um, students in social studies study the middle ages right like middle age that the that's a time period the middle ages so I was just trying to be a very very curriculum focused teacher I was trying to get you know cross curriculum essentially I was trying to create a freaking interdisciplinary unit using charades and effective communication so middle age that feels like a very innocent one right well It didn't get explicit, but it did get offensive because a student comes up and she sees the charade card middle age. Okay, now in this particular thing, we weren't acting things out. We were using descriptive communicative language, so it wasn't charades. It was more like catchphrase. Okay, so on the card, it said middle age and she needed to get her team to say the term middle age using descriptive language. I thought social studies vocabulary. I thought, you know, she was going to bust out some history on us. She looks at the card. She gets very excited. She looks at her team and she says, we're totally going to get this one. It's Miss Genta. And so the kids were like, um, crazy, energetic, full of energy, psycho. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, psycho, what's happening? And she's like, no, 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 no. It's more about her look. And they're like, crazy hair. And she's like, no, no, no. It's more about, well, I can't say one of the words. It's more about like how long she's been around. Miss Genta is, and I'm like, whoa, time out. Because I knew that middle age was on the card. And I'm like, that's not even accurate. And she's like, yes, it is. And so she finally got the kids to say middle age. I want to remind you of the clue. She said, Miss Genta is. The first thing that came to her mind wasn't social studies. The first thing that came to her mind is it's Miss Genta. And she literally gave a description like, because she's got gray hairs at her temple, Miss Genta is. And I'm like, here's the thing, kiddo. Let's, let's, let's keep it straight here. You are using great descriptive language. You are using context clues. You are using descriptive, detailed ideas and clues. But you got it all wrong. And when the kids finally said middle age, and she's like, yes, that's correct. I looked at them. I'm like, you guys, I'm not middle age. Because I thought maybe one kid was off. And all of the kids looked at me and they're like, yeah, you are. And I'm like, as a reminder, I am 36 year old. And they're like, yeah that's middle age and I'm like it is not so obviously I did what any good teacher would do I aggressively went over to my computer and googled the appropriate timeline of middle age for those of you who are listening and are actually middle age way way to just crush it at life okay 
If you are middle-aged and you are teaching, I support you. I love you. But the definition, okay, the official, (laughs) the official Wikipedia, Google definition of middle age, for the record, is 45 to 65. And that is not me. It might be you, and I love you. But I am not middle age, despite the fact that an entire classroom of 7th graders thought that I was. So, Don, there's my charade slash catchphrase catastrophe. Did it get explicit like yours did? It did not. Um, wow. Wow. That's one where at the age of your students, you just move past it and probably never play again. If that was happening at the middle school level, kids would have been literally peeing their pants dying. Speaking of peeing their pants dying, you also had some issues with some bodily fluids. When you were telling that story of you student teaching, and it was like, I need some help. Can you help me? Hey, miss. Hey, miss. I was like, oh, the kid's going to like pee their pants. I thought, honestly, maybe the kid's going to shit their pants. Okay. I mean, possible. I've had a student poop their pants. And full, full disclosure, I've never taught lower than fifth grade. Okay. But then you brought up the throw up. And I mean, that is rough. And the fact that this kid is vomiting all over your classroom, which induced vomiting from you. uh, Yeah, it's like it's like a teacher's worst nightmare. And then you got to call the office and, and the building service worker comes down with the sawdust. Can we be very clear that sawdust stuff? Like that turns my stomach because they they sprinkle that sawdust powder on top, which I get is like part of the cleaning process. That's lovely. So you're not just smearing it all over the floor. But the thought of that actually, like as I'm speaking, that makes me ill. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like gross, but I'm just saying because then it, it like it gets chunky. And then you got like chunky throw up on the floor. I'm sorry that you also threw up. I have personally never thrown up in class. Have I had students? Yes. Here's, here's a connection. And because I know that this is relatable. Um, in my first like couple years of teaching, I wanted a nice teacher bag. Like these teachers would come in. These like teachers who'd been doing this for 10 or 20 years, they're coming in with these like these like Michael Kors teacher bags, okay? Or these like really nice duffels for teaching or these really nice briefcases for teaching. And my first few years of teaching, do you know what I was using? I was using my college book bag, which I had actually gotten when I was a senior in high school. And there was nothing wrong with it. It was a lovely, fine book bag. It did the job. You know what I'm saying? It did the job. But I felt like I was a professional now. I was like, man, I'd really like a nice teacher satchel, okay? I would like a nice teacher bag. I couldn't afford it, right? So what did I ask for my parents for Christmas? Here here we go. I asked for a Vera Bradley satchel. It was like $120. This was during the Vera Bradley era. Is Vera still around? Like, is Vera still crushing those majestic patterns? Vera Bradley is kind of like the Lisa Frank of bags and wallets, is she not? The patterns are loud. Let's call them what they are. They are loud and they are proud and they are bold and they get your attention, just like our girl Lisa Frank. So 
What did I ask for for Christmas? A Vera Bradley satchel. That's what I wanted. And I got it. And I was very excited. So over winter break, I transferred all of my teacher things, my grade book, my planner into my Vera satchel. I was very excited, okay, to bring it on that first day in January. And the kids were all, you know, in a coma. And they were, they, they weren't ready to be back after winter break. But I was having like a good conversation and a, a kid came up to me and was like, you know, I'm not feeling very well. And I was like, yeah, I know. Low energy in here today. It's just, it's the day after winter break. It's our first day back. This is just, it's okay. She's like, no, I, I really got a headache. And I'm like, it's okay. Why don't you see if we can make it to lunch? And she's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to lunch. And I was like, let's just maybe go get a drink of water and then come back in. So student goes and gets a drink of water. So comes back in, is doing fine. You know, I'm feeling super cool because I actually have my Vera Bradley satchel on my desk. Was I teacher flexing? I was. Not that these 12-year-old kids cared that their 20-year-old teacher had a Vera satchel, but I was like, check out my teacher bag. I'm moving up in the world, kiddos. And so it was on my desk. Moments later, this girl comes back up and she's like, Miss Jensa, I'm really not feeling well. I had the Vera bag open. It had been flopped over because I was literally showing kids the buckles in the bag to secure the grade book, to secure the planner. And as this kid is at my desk, she literally throws up in my teacher satchel, full vomit on the inside, okay? The little pockets for the pens, the little pockets for the calculator, mm, filled with the vomit. Awesome. So we call the janitor. Okay, now I don't throw up. I personally don't throw up in this moment because I am so sad that my Vera Bradley bag has been vomited into. So I call the janitor. He comes with the sawdust and I'm like, listen, listen, what can we do here? And I said, can you sprinkle the sawdust in a bag? And he's like, I can give it a shot. And he's like, what should I do? And I was like, just take it. I emptied out all this stuff. He put on gloves and took my Vera bag. Can I tell you, I wanted to throw that away so bad. I was so sicked out. I was so sicked out. But what did I do? I gave it to him. He did the sawdust magic. He had some like special sanitizer in the custodian's room and he got it all spruced up. I was still sicked out about it. So I obviously came home and threw it in the washing machine, which was also grossing me out because I was nervous that there might still be some chunks in there. It's getting, this is a lot. This is a lot, okay? We're going to mark this episode as explicit just as a way to show people there's a lot going on in this episode. But here's what I will tell you. I carried that Vera Bradley satchel, the one that had vomit in the pockets at one point in time. I carried that for like 10 years. I did. I did. And I recently sold it on the Facebook marketplace. (laughs) Whoa, that story took a turn. I did. I sold it on the Facebook marketplace about a year ago, 20 bucks. Did I disclose that there had been student throw up in it? I did not. I didn't. I didn't. I felt like, you know, that the time had passed. 
Do you know, like, after you commit a crime and there's no longer, you can't be, like, held responsible for the crime? I felt like the time window had passed where I didn't need to say 10 years ago a kid vomited on it because they ate too many of the leftover Christmas cookies from their Nona. I just, I left that out. I don't know. Some of you might be judging me. So, are these epic teacher fail moments? They are. Stressful or silly? Maybe both. Maybe the answer is both. How do you handle them? Do you laugh about it? Do you learn from it? Do you call your teacher BFF? What do you do when these teacher moments fail? You know what I do? Clearly, I share them right here on this podcast. And you can share them with me as well. Because you can call the Teacher Totline Hawkline just like, I don't I said Hawkline. It's a hotline. It's a Teacher Talkline hotline. And you can call in just like Dawn did. 815-780-9505. Maybe after this episode, you're like, Monica, get your life together. Maybe you're listening and think like, you think those are bad. You should hear some of the epic teacher fail moments that you have had. No judgment. Maybe you're thinking those are mild compared to what I got going on. And maybe you're thinking like, I really need to get my life together. So we are going to switch gears for a second in a really, really big way. Because as much as I like being silly and as much as I like talking about these super funny moments, I also understand that sometimes we do have to be serious sometimes we really do need to get our life together I wanted to share something with you that's coming up it is going to have help you to have your best year yet like 2024 2024 is right around the corner it is and I think that we as teachers deserve to have our best year yet personally and professionally And that's actually why I created something brand new. This is brand new. This has never happened before, but it's called the 365 Days of Awesome Course. And starting in November, I am leading the 365 Days of Awesome Course, which is focused on how to have our best year yet, personally and professionally. Talking about all of the pillars on how to do that as a teacher, as a mom, as a coach, as a coworker, as somebody who cares about life and the people that we are leading in our life and learning within our life, I do want 2024 to be our best year yet. And I don't want us to wait until December 31st to think about it. I don't want us to wait until January 1st to think about it. I want to think about it proactively, which is why I'm leading the 365 Days of Awesome course in November. So guess what? You can go to monicajensa.com forward slash 365 of awesome. You can also go to monicajensa.com forward slash courses. And I'm going to put that link in the show notes. I would love to laugh and learn and celebrate silly and celebrate stress so we can lead our best possible lives in 2024. So friends, what an emotional roller coaster we have just journeyed on together. I hope you laughed. I hope you learned. I hope you loved it. And I hope that you are loving this podcast. Remember, episodes drop every single Sunday night. So you are ready for your commute home on Monday. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And thank you so much for living this teacher life.